and many times we don't understand why did this happen and it happened because of our nafs and it happened because of our nafs is so discontent with following the deen our nafs is so discontent with staying away from sin that our nafs basically pushes us and forces us to do sin at the first possible opportunity after Ramadan or after Hajj or after Umar or after any time we spend in the deen so you will find in the first 10 days of Shawal that is the real battle we should fight. Our nafs will try to make us sleep through Fajr. Our nafs will try to make us lie. Our nafs will try to make us have a fight with our spouse. Our nafs is going to be trying all types of things in these first few days to somehow break this person of piety, to break this person of worship, to break this person of repentance that has emerged at the end of the month of Ramadan. And so we should be very wary and on guard on our nafs. We should be trying to discipline, train, suppress, eliminate our nafs. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this first type of nafs in the Quran, the nafs al-Amara. And this is a type of nafs that is when it commands us to do evil, we do that evil shamelessly. We do that sin remorselessly. However, there's a second type of nafs that Allah ta'ala mentioned in the Quran known as nafs al-Lawama. Lawa means that nafs that is ever reprimanding itself, that is always blaming itself that is always feeling bad and remorseful when it does sin. So this nafs also makes us do evil. But this nafs doesn't do evil, evil without any shame, without any regret, but rather this nafs does evil but feels the remorse and regret of breaking the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we hope that at the very least in this month of Ramadan, all of us were able to make the journey from nafs al-amara to nafs al-lumama which means that when our nafs tries to make us do sin now, we should be more sensitive to it. We should feel it more. We should be more embarrassed and ashamed to do sin. We should be more conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the opportunity of sin. And that means that and if we fall into sin, then we should immediately make istighfar and tawbah. We should be scared that, Ya Allah, I hope that not due to this one sin, that now I have laid to waste all of the effort I made in Ramadan, so the recriminating nafs, the blaming nafs, the remorseless, the remorseful nafs, the sad nafs, the guilty nafs, that is known as nafs al-lawama. And then there's a third type of nafs mentioned in Quran, which is nafs al-mutainna. And that means that that nafs that is no longer commanding us to do evil, nor is it doing evil but feeling guilty, but now it is a nafs that has abandoned evil, that has given up all sin and disobedience given up doing anything and everything against the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu that nafs that is mutma'in, that has now made itself content on the Qur'an, sunnah, and sharia, that nafs that has aligned itself according to the Qur'an, sunnah, and sharia, that nafs that is pleased and happy to be on the Qur'an, sunnah, and sharia, does no longer desire to do anything other than that. And that is the nafs Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Qur'an in the 30th juz, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyatuhan nafs al-mutma'inna, irji'i ila rabbiki radiyatan mardiyah. That, oh, nafs al-mutma'inna, oh, that nafs that has even become happy with the sharia. Know that Allah ta'ala grants you a second itminan. Allah will send His pleasure on you, His serenity on you, His tranquility on you. Irji'i ila rabbiki, that Allah ta'ala is yearning for you so much. that Allah is saying that please come and return to your Rabb. Come quickly to me so that I may meet you and reward you and bestow upon you eternal bliss in the Akhirah. Come quickly to me so that I may turn and may give you the glad tidings of Jannah.
Why? Because you were happy with me, and therefore, Marthia, I, Allah Ta'ala, am happy with you. And this is basically the journey that we have to make. Many of us may have been able, by the fuzzle and grace of Allah, to complete this journey in the month of Ramadan. If for any of us we were not able to complete this journey in Ramadan, then the battle remains. The journey continues. And we must continue to bring ourselves out of that nafs al-amara into that nafs al-mutma'inna. And this nafs is the biggest reason why we are unable to do taqwa. Some of our early Mashaikh explained it as follows. As they said that there were two types of people. One is a person who is going to be called Abu nafs And this meant literally father, but they meant master of their nafs. That he has enslaved his nafs and made it according to the Quran and Sharia. She has made all of her nafs and the desires of her nafs according to the desires of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is Abu nafs And the second type of person is Abdun nafs which means a servant and slave of their nafs, the worshipper of their nafs. And this is what Allah Ta'ala alludes to in this verse from the Quran, That are you not amazed, do you not gaze in wonder at that person who is taken as their Lord, as their God, as their ilah, their own hawa, their own whims and desires, their own nafs. And so that is a person who has become abdun nafs. It simply means that Allah Ta'ala wants me to do something, but my nafs wants something else. I follow my nafs. Allah Ta'ala wants me to say something or to not say something, but my nafs still wants to say it. So I let myself say it. That means I'm following my nafs. And so this was the major training that Allah Ta'ala gave us in Ramadan, to try to take us out and away from being the nafs, from worshipping or listening or giving in to our nafs, giving in to the unlawful desires and wishes of the nafs that are against the sharia. But again, when the month of Ramadan ends and the shayateen are unleashed, and one can imagine them as really rabid, foaming, mad creatures who have been kept bound and chained for 29 to 30 days. And then when they are unleashed, they immediately try to attach themselves to each and every person. They try to distract the person. And how does shaitan do that? By insinuating, by doing waswasa, by whispering to that person's nafs, to incite that person's nafs, to set on fire the desires of that person's nafs. So we have to be on guard against this inner enemy. And the way to do that is to be firm in our ibadat and to continue in our istighfar and our tawbah in this month of Ramadan, after the month of Ramadan, and thirdly, to be firm and to continue in our zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All those extra ibadat that we did in Ramadan, we may not be able to maintain all of them in Shabbat. Certainly we are not able to continue to pray one and a half hours every night in Taraweeh. To just use one example. But we should try to continue in some level on some nafl ibadat, on some zikr, on some remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that tames the nafs, that keeps the nafs in check. Because the nafs never likes to do extra ibadat. It will barely let a mu'min get away with farz ibadat. It doesn't like to do nafl ibadat because the more and more nafl ibadat we do, the less and less power the nafs has over us. So if we can be conscious of this battle after Ramadan, then we're basically, we're trained in Ramadan to fight this battle. It's a misconception to think that in Ramadan we fought the battle and we won and the day of victory was Eid. No. In Ramadan we were being trained. And the graduation of that training was Eid. 
And just like any person, when they graduate into the world, they are thrown out into the world, and they are expected to make use of all of their skills and their learning and their training that culminated in that graduation. They're expected to use all of that to navigate this world. Just like that, this month of Ramadan came to train us and empower us with taqwa. And Eid was the graduation day of that training. And now we go back to our lives. And for example, those of us who sat in Itikaf, it's much more physical and vivid and real that we literally go back to our homes and go back to our lives. And even those who are not in Itikaf, we go back to our regular routine, which is no longer a routine of suhoor or of iftar or of taraweeh or of all of these other things, but back to our normal daily routine. And we've been thrown back into that. And, and we face all the same challenges and temptations to sin that may exist in any one of our lifestyles or in any one of our environments. But the difference is that we came out of a training. And so now, after Ramadan, the goal that every moment should have is to use that training, to use that knife. And an example I'd given before we broke for Ramadan is that another word linked to Ramadan is which means to sharpen a knife. It's to sharpen generally. So we can imagine that we sharpen our iman, we sharpen ourselves to use that outside and after the month of Ramadan against our nafs. And this is why I feel that this is the most important lesson and the most important reminder that we have to have after the month of Ramadan. Have I become a person of taqwa? And if not, then to keep trying. Ramadan was not the only moment for us to increase or add to our taqwa. We have our whole lifetime to do that. And that is the ayah that you recited from Quran. Ya It's an amazing task Allah has given us. Have taqwa as it is Allah's right that we should have taqwa. Have taqwa as it is Allah deserves that we should have taqwa. Fear Allah as He deserves and it is His right and it is haq to be feared. Fear Him as it is His due. Love Him as He deserves to be loved. Know Him and be aware of Him, be conscious of Him as He deserves to be known and aware and be conscious of. And that is an incredible level. And that is an incredible task Allah Ta'ala has put for us. And that really is a lifelong journey. So we're hopeful that if we can keep to remembering one another in our du'as, keep that feeling of community, keep that feeling of ibadat and zikr alive, then not only in the month of Ramadan, but throughout our whole life, we can follow this lesson or this hope of Allah Ta'ala, Allahum Tattakun, and we can follow his command, so that we also in the Day of Judgment can be raised amongst the Muttaqeen, as Allah has said to Quran, Inna akramakum atkakum, that really the most honored and beloved to you in Allah's eyes are those of the most taqwa.